Well, welcome everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast, and I am your host, Pranella Harris. I'm a licensed mental health provider. Here I discuss mental health and wellness tips. And if that's something you're into, please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. Every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I upload a new episode so you'll be the first to hear it. Please go ahead and share this podcast to your friends and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in today. So today, many people around the world are celebrating Easter Monday. And for me, I have always interpreted Easter from a very spiritual perspective. I am a Christian. However, I look at Easter as a a spiritual lesson in our spiritual growth, right? In which the events spoke about spiritual transformation, the death and rebirth that is also fitting for the spring season as well. It's all interconnected. I believe that there is a message that is universally helpful for everyone, doesn't matter if you're Christian or not, but it's universal message of transformation. Today's episode is about surviving your transformation. Okay, you're probably wondering, like, why do I need to survive a transformation? Isn't change supposed to be good? Well, yes, uh, change is good and it's good for us, but it doesn't always feel good. So we're going to talk about it so you can change better. All right. Before we get into today's content, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. So today we're talking about surviving your season of transformation. Transformation is not a peaceful process. Peace comes after the reckoning, all right? We typically don't fix what is not broken. So if everything is going well, why would we ever want to change a thing? So transformation change usually comes in the midst of a crisis and things get pretty uncomfortable first. You know, change is messy. We are usually thrown into it. It's full of crisis. It's full of chaos. So, you know, we're going to talk about it. So this past week, I was talking to my daughter, who's soon to be 11, who just loves God. And and she likes, you know, just discussing different stories of the Bible. And we have a good time. So we're talking about Easter from a transformative perspective, right? And I talk to her very practical so she can understand it, right? So I share with her, you know, can you imagine 
Jesus who loves God and, you know, he wants to share his testimony. He wants to get other people to love God and he's changing lives and he's helping other people. And now he's getting popular. He's going from town to town. Other people are hearing about him. He's getting popular and people don't like that. They're jealous. They're getting jealous of his popularity. They want to have control over the people. And now you have this person who's, you know, got the hearts of the people and they don't like that. And even his friends and students would betray him, would be disloyal. And all he was trying to do was love on these people and they didn't treat him very well. But what I shared with my daughter is that even though people mistreated him, even though people were disloyal, Jesus still decided to show love and compassion and practice forgiveness. He didn't waver from his teaching. He stood firm in his beliefs. He just knew that his connection to God was all he needed. And that for me is where the transformation in this story happens. It's really not being wavered by what you see other people doing, saying what would be easier, but really having that conviction and standing in your authentic self and knowing where you're called to be. I talked to my daughter and I was like, could you imagine just the huge amount of faith and courage that it takes to give your life for something you believe in? Jesus had to allow his worldly fears and worldly relationships fall by the wayside in order to accept his faith and spirituality truly to really ascend. So Easter is about that transformation. It's about spiritual growth. It's about the death and rebirth, losing something, having things fall away, deconstructing old patterns so that you can usher in the new. All right. And we can apply this teaching to our lives in very practical manner. Transformation, what happens after the death and rebirth of, and we're talking figuratively now, the death and rebirth of the things that we once held so tightly to. Maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's having money, a car, a house, a lifestyle, but just really holding tightly to these things, our way of life and the way we behave and the way we do things. And so when transformation happens, we are deconstructing that foundation. I recently am divorced. So I had a plan of how my life was going to go. I was going to get married. I was going to have, you know, this type of family. We we're going to do these things. And then when life says, you know, that's not really the, the path that you're supposed to be on. When you go through a change, a transformation, it deconstructs all of the previously held ideas about what, how much control you have on the outcome of your life, the direction of your life, where you're going, the type of things we try to control things. Last week's episode was on surrendering. So be sure to check out last week's episode just to really understand that we really don't have control over as many things as we think we do. All right. So moving forward, when we are in the process of transforming we have to deconstruct the foundation before we can plant new seeds, right? So think of when you're trying to put a new bush in your garden or plant something. If the soil is hard and rigid, we first, we got to get that tiller. We got to dig into the ground and start turning and agitating the foundation. And that's what transformation is like. It's like, you know, we're going to disrupt your entire life. We're going to turn it upside down. We're going to 
till that soil until the soil is is malleable is able to receive the new things that we want to plant we might have to pull out some weeds we might have to pull out plants in order to make room for the new things that we want to plant so when we are transforming we have to do that same deconstruction right we have to clear out away people things, thought patterns that no longer serve us to make room for the things that are in alignment with the changes we want to make and move forward toward. All right. So here are six signs that you might be in the middle of a transformation. Okay. Number one is you feel unfulfilled, dissatisfied in your current situation. You have a hunger for something more. You don't quite know what it is, but you know you want more. You know that you're outgrowing this current situation. You just don't feel like it's feeding your soul. Number two is you have a hunger for knowledge. Now you want to know more about a specific topic, a specific way of life. Now you're starting to question old patterns that you once held tightly. Well, is this the right person for me? Is this job really in alignment with what I want? Is this belief something that is resonating with me? I have so many questions about this belief system, this way of life. All right, you start to question the things that you once believed without question. All right, number three is things start to fall away and apart from you. You no longer want to go to the same places. You no longer want to hang out with the same friends. No longer want to smoke weed or or no longer want to play video games all day or no longer want to be in certain environments or do certain things that no longer resonate with you and where you're going. You know, the things start to fall away. You start to realize the people's, you know, maybe they're not treating their wife the right way, or maybe they're not treating their spouse, their husband the right way. I really don't align with hanging out with this specific friend doesn't really honor my value system. Number four is you start to spend more time alone. So you go inward, right? You enjoy your own company. That's where distractions are lessened. That's where healing really happens because you start to spend more time with yourself. You start to trust yourself. You start to connect with your higher power. All right. Number five is you are confused, anxious, and fearful, right? Your mind is trying to make sense of something that is outside the realm of logic. There's something happening on the inside, something that is just different. And right now your mind doesn't have the data because it's all new stuff and you don't know what the future is holding. You you can only deal with what is presently going on. And you presently, your mind presently does not have any previous data on this. So the process is grief ridding. It confuses you. You're missing the ease of the past. You're missing how comfortable the past felt because you're outgrowing your current situation. And that in itself is a messy process because the people on the outside, they don't know or understand the changes that you don't even know or understand. And to them, it's just anxiety provoking. 
and it's difficult to sever a relationship. And so there's a lot of conflict that happens prior to the transformation, settling into that transformation. So people might be upset. You might be leaving people you love behind. Relationships might be changing. And there's a grieving process that goes along with that. Number six, I'm combining in a two part, but number six is you feel unprepared, but you're ready to surrender. All right. So you feel unprepared because again, this is all new stuff. We don't have any blueprint on this new transformation. So it's a feeling of uneasiness and we don't have the coping strategies to deal with them because we never dealt with anything like this. So your coping skills are overwhelmed and you feel out of sorts, but you're actually creating new coping mechanisms as you're going through this process. And the other part of that is you surrender to change. You feel so unprepared. You feel so confused that you have nothing else to do, but really surrender because there's nothing that you know to do in this situation. All right. So as you may have already experienced, I'm sure you've gone through a transformation or two in your lifetime already. Transformations are extremely difficult, but they're well worth it. There are things that you can do to survive your transformation and embrace the new more easily. And here's how you do it. All right. I'm going to go over a few tips. One is connect with your higher power. You know, transformation is a spiritual journey and it's about letting go of the ego, the physical stuff, the mind. It's about letting go of your comfort zone and embracing your soul's evolution. So in order for you to transform, there is a spiritual component to transformation. You have to be able to connect with your higher power, whether through prayer, whether through meditation, whatever your way of connecting with your higher power is. But it will help you. It will definitely help you get eased through this rather than fighting because your physical self, your ego, your mind wants to keep things exactly the same. We already know what to expect and all this new stuff and trusting and faith is, you know, outside of the realm of the ego. So definitely want to connect with your higher power. Number two is surrender. Accept that you are not in control and that your life is going in the direction that you need it to go into will soften the soil and allow the seeds to be planted. All right. Number three is remain open and receptive to learning. Be curious, right? Fear wants us to have control. We want to know before we get started with anything, you know, we want to know the time that this transformation is going to happen, the destination, the route, the path that it's going to take, but it doesn't work out that way. And the sooner that we learn that lesson that we have to remain open and receptive, the easier this process gets, you know. Number four. Let go of the past. We can't move forward if we are stuck in what happened when we did this thing the last time or when we tried this the last time, right? There is no template for this. You are needing to just trust the process and let go of the expectations and outcomes. See, that fear creeps up. When we start talking ourselves out of the transformation, we start fighting against ourselves. And then we're in this internal loop that just prolongs the transformation and makes it more difficult. 
So letting go of the past, saying, hey, this is a whole new way of thinking. This is a whole new way of being. And I'm just kind of going to go with the flow. I'm going to let go of what happened in the past. And I'm just going to be curious, putting one foot in front of the other and seeing how this unfolds. Number five is be compassionate and forgiving to yourself. If you slip back into old patterns, be patient with yourself. It's a process. There's no time limit on how this transformation has to happen. Just keep moving forward. Number six is align yourself with like-minded individuals. These individuals who have already transformed and got the transformation that you're working toward can mentor you and support you through your process. So it's always good to have someone who's been there, someone to help ease your transition. Number seven is course correct whenever is needed. You're not always going to do it the right way. You might, you know, try something and it doesn't work out. But once you realize it doesn't work out, you don't hit the mark. Learn from the mistake and continue to move forward. Number eight is encourage yourself. Honor the changes that you've made thus far and that you continue to make for your own betterment. Okay, so that's all I have for the tips. Listen, in conclusion, our transformation is a clearing of what is familiar to us and a ushering in of an upgraded, evolved, and unfamiliar version of ourselves. If we throw away our need to compare, our need to control, and remain open to change, we will have an easier path toward this transition. We must embrace change and remain open to new ways of being, doing, and thinking, and just being curious about life. When we're curious, we're receptive. We are able to leave space for new ideas, a new way of thinking. You know, we're open toward change. You know, your curiosity and willingness to be open doesn't mean that you have to abandon what is in alignment with you. It just allows you to be open to investigate new ideas and you ultimately determine what is in alignment and what is not and making sure that you set boundaries and that you invite what is so that you can make informed decisions about your own growth process. All right. So that's all I have for today. Remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.